Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And we're back with episode five of The Nevers. And boy, was that an incredibly shocking episode. And we have a very special interview that I personally have been waiting for for a while. We have Amy Manson with us today. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of The Touch Base, HBO's official podcast for The Nevers. We are so excited to dive into this week's episode. We absolutely have a lot to discuss, especially with today's guest, Amy Manson, who plays Malady. I'm your host, Jessica Basami. And I'm Barbara Dunkelman. And today we are joined again by the wonderful Hannah McCarthy to talk about episode five, Hanged. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That title is already (laughs) terrifying. There's so many things to talk about. I can't wait. We're so happy you're back. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so much has happened since the last time I'm here. And this is just this episode. You were on episode, what was the last episode? You were three? Three. I was on episode three. And Mm -hmm. we're, we're on episode five. And I feel like a lifetime has transpired since I was here. I feel oh, like we would have fit like two seasons worth of content in the last two episodes that we've seen. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. The, I, it, yeah, we have so much to talk about. I'm ready to get into, you know, what everyone keeps mentioning, uh, the Galanthi. What is yes. that? <laughs> so, yeah, that was so interesting because we kind of ended the last episode with this big reveal coming from the translation of the song. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of questions coming from that. Like, who sent this message? Mm-hmm. What, like, who do we need to find? Because they know they mm-hmm. need to get to the center of the city. Mm-hmm. And so we know that Amalia is kind of the core of all those answers. And I feel like... And these... did she almost say that in episode two? Right. Because she says this about Mary Brighton with, you know, saying she's the voice of the girl and she kind of cuts herself off. And so we we've had this like seed planted a while ago mm-hmm. and now it's kind of this we can we can kind of assume amalia started to tell people she's starting to give information in little bits but and does yeah and and there's a part of me that thinks like does malady even know cuz you know she always talks about the angels and the all angels, of that yeah. and and are the galanthi angels or a- aliens or or is it that glowing orb down underground like is it a person there's so many Mm -hmm. ways that this could go which again Mm -hmm. is something i love about the show so much is i know and it feels like we kind of as an audience are right along with everyone in the orphanage where we've kind of been given this information at a very high level and much like them we're like okay don't know what this is but we've got to do something about it and we trust amalia 
and as much she as knows we can. information that she, we yes. don't. Um, she knows information we and don't. And she keeps teasing us through every episode, even in this episode again. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, I'm like, girl, you gotta, you gotta tell me sooner rather than later. Yeah, <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> it's a lot to take in, and so it is interesting to see these characters kind of using this word we've only briefly had the slightest mention mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. and it clearly carries a lot of weight. And we're, mm-hmm. I think working towards finding out what that is and what is beneath the city what that orb is what's going on with it yeah, we have the that whole, whole scene. scene with lavinia yeah. and the doctor mm-hmm. it was just so creepy mm-hmm. and also i found it very fascinating that she was experiencing some some headache and some pain some behind pain. the eyes yeah yeah and if the light does the light do anything to you when you're not wearing the yeah a glowing weird alien mm-hmm. orb is gonna do that to you yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really it was it's also fascinating to see her kind of resolve shaken because we've seen her mm-hmm. as such a very, you know, stalwart in her beliefs and what she thinks needs to happen. And for her to say, you know, kill it. I want it out of here. And for him to kind of be able to manipulate her, he really seems like this master manipulator. And seeing her be shaken in that way was really, really interesting and also I mean, we could just barrel and like her talking to Augie. There's just so much. Yeah, which makes me, you know, where do you guys stand with her now? I know that, you know, in, in past episodes, there's, you know, I know that Kayla was like, I think that she's in on this. I don't trust her. Mm. This episode, I think, kind of changed a couple of things for me. I don't know about you guys. I think like everyone in the show, she's a nuanced character with probably conflicting wants and needs of her own like we know yep. she has what she thinks is the, the best thing to do mm-hmm. uh but even even now you know I, I feel like she's doing what she thinks is best uh mm-hmm. but as time goes on she that's she's starting to question that because the more yeah, she mm-hmm. sees of this i think she also realizes maybe i'm in over my head maybe i maybe i've yeah. taken on something that i i don't fully understand um yeah. and it's a power that i shouldn't be messing with mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and i think it's it's interesting to see that process happening just from us seeing her react to all these these things as this fissure is happening that they're seeing happen and mm-hmm. Haig kind of talking to her and trying to manipulate her. She's a smart woman. She she, she is. I, I'm sure understands she's being manipulated, but also I think knows like there she can't handle this alone. And so no. there's a sense of dependence too that I feel like we see with her. I with also Haig. wonder if if she ever were to find out that Augie was touched, if her whole demeanor oh, yeah. would change or if her whole strategy would mm-hmm. change and if she That's would just be point. like, I need to not be involved yep. in this or, or what she would try to do. So yeah. I'm wondering if that'll ever happen. Yeah. What did you guys think of the nooses at the orphanage? Like that was, that was did not like zero, terrifying, did, frightening, just who, why? It just, the, yeah. Too My much. question is, how did they get that many up there without making a noise until the very end? I know. <laughs> when yeah. Penance and Amalia come out and they're like, oh my God, how did... Well, yeah, because obviously, is... and I know we're going to talk about it later, like obviously that is just a threat based on what's going on with Malady, with her, you know, mm-hmm. public, you know, yep. execution looming. Um, yeah. And it's very Implying much... that all the touched are going to get yeah, hanged eventually. And it being yeah. about the touched. I know that there's yes. a whole conversation with Lord Masson, you know, and, and it really is about the fact that Malady is touched, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that and it's, the, it's the, yeah. back to the same thing that was discussed with Mary of, of it being a statement, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and that's the same thing that these nooses being left at the orphanage is someone is making a statement about, mm-hmm. you know, their place in society and, and yep. that they are very much 
a target. Um, they have a target they on don't, their back. They don't think that they should be here. Exactly. Yeah, it's... it's just really freaking scary. I can't imagine. It just, yeah. Which, you know, brings us to mal- Malady is sentenced to death. And the reaction seems split amongst all the characters. Which I think is such a... I, I love the way that the show portrays this situation. Because mm-hmm. it is very human to have such mixed reactions about malady Mm -hmm. um and i think they did a really good job of portraying that and especially you know between amali and penance and both of their reasonings which i understand honest i did not expect penance to want to save her i did not see that coming yeah like i I know penance is is very sweet and and very pure Mm -hmm. of heart and Mm -hmm. you know it's clear that she doesn't want to wish ill will on anybody but i also didn't expect her to be the one to stand up and be like no we need to save her yeah. I think she Full I think she's the, yeah and I see it I think it just kind of like maybe I don't know if this occurred to her in this episode or she's felt like this the entire time but you know Malady is also touched mm-hmm. and I think it's it's that thing of like we're all in this together we're all touched and although Malady is very troubled she's also a I guess she's a human that is touched yeah. and that the, the that they're all in this together and that they like need to support each other yeah human. you know she's human uh, we can they're touched you know and that they're they're just all in this together and that they need to support each other regardless of the fact that malady yeah. is very troubled and i think also for her it's probably penance you know talks about i think she's seen enough violence and loss of life with with mary and i think this is even though Penance has very clearly seen some some scraps and some brawls working with Amalia, we we know that they've seen their share of, of fights and things. I think Mary's death, what's it, it has this reverberation and 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 uh, echo across the characters, and we see that it's influenced Penance in a very real way here, where she's like, I can't watch that happen again. I can't see someone, Absolutely. especially someone who's touched, die mm-hmm. to be an example to be used as you know, fodder for someone's opinions about who we are and, and what what we, you know, as touched as people with turns deserve. You know, obviously we see them come together back at the orphanage after everything went down, but mm-hmm. we can't not talk about what went down. Yes. At the hanging, which is one of the craziest moments I think so far of the season. That whole yep. sequence, everything, I was like, everything is <laughs> happening at once. Everything is, yep. what is, ha- like just tracking the action in that scene tracking the fallout of, of everything and so like let's talk about it so my jaw I, yeah. was dropped the entire <laughs> yeah. time I was just like i don't know wait. how we're gonna even like carp- <laughs> there's so much like- in like such a short space of time that happens and so you know basically yeah we we know this is this is everything is coming to this this pinnacle of of tension and the different opposing sides and beliefs about the touched and and malady and what she's done and so she's she's up there about to be hanged and the colonel's showing up with his little machinations and penance and her crew showing up and they're trying to get ready to save her. And as yep. soon as their and plan Hugo's goes into there Hugo's there being Hugo, <laughs> being his charming little tricksy self. And so as soon as their plan jumps into action, you know, we see Sue and Penance and Nimble Jack. There's a moment where we think, okay, we think that they're going to save Malady. Yeah. They're distracting everybody. They're taking care of all the stuff. And then malady essentially hangs herself she she kicks the person she flips a switch the door opens and she hangs Mm -hmm. herself completely disregards yeah seeing that people are trying to come and save her Mm -hmm. right and 
just a You're no right. thank you i have a plan mm-hmm. i'm doing it goodbye mm-hmm. um and was that shocking for you guys yes what, what, what was that for you yeah i gasped Very. audibly but- that also was a moment where I thought something is off here. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why she would do that. I don't know what's going on. And then mm-hmm. there was that kind of eerie silence for a mm-hmm. second before Correct. we figured out what was actually happening. And I think, who was it that kind of figured out like, oh, they wanted to make this a public thing? Frank is the one who notices Malady's plan and says, oh my God, she's going to kill us. And mm. penance, like you, like it has the vision of the electricity and is able to say, "This is where it's going to come from. I have to mm-hmm. stop it." So, mm-hmm. they, the two of them, kind of see this happening simultaneously. But she gets electrocuted, burned, trying to help, mm-hmm. and for not because we see this this plan that we kind of clocked as soon as we saw Malady hang herself. This is not normal. Something's happening, and sure enough, there was a plan. She had a plan yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody's getting electrocuted, mass people chaos. Are dying, people are and getting this, trampled. Yeah. It's basically exactly what, you know, they they've been saying that she is this agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to see how she operates through this very this is something we haven't really seen from Malady before. And I think this ties into the greater mm-hmm. reveal that we can talk about um that she's been looked at as this character who's kind of like a wild dog right she's mm-hmm. yeah she's just doing anything she wants she's very erratic and unpredictable mm-hmm. and this the end of this episode is basically both it kind of subverts that it's basically mm-hmm. this she had a plan the whole time and so can we can we, we talk find about... from from later yeah we find yeah. out from episode one potentially this plan so yeah well the it, it all gets kind of um figured out in a way where we see flashbacks of moments from Mm -hmm. previous episodes where Mm -hmm. you know malady was in frank's office and she jumps out and runs away and all this stuff happens yep and i guess the the moment we understand that this is a different person who was hanged which is like the big Mm -hmm. drop is when her shoe falls off and frank notices that she's missing toes yes Mm -hmm. and then goes back to figure out that that was one of malady's crew members yeah uh, associates or yeah yeah a friend (laughs) we kind of have seen that this is something that the groundwork has been laid from episode one basically we have this reveal that malady is not the person who has been hanged she uh has orchestrated this plan uh to create this opportunity to punish the people who would see her hanged yeah. And it is this person you said, Barb, it's revealed when we see the shoe fall off and there's these mm-hmm. missing toes. And we remember the scene with, I think her name was Clara, the woman Clara, who, yeah. who worked for Malady, who mm-hmm. desperately wanted to, you know, she kind of believed in this, this um, promise, this ethos that Malady has been talking about of there's some greater being that they're mm-hmm. trying to reach the angels. And Clara she kind was of like, blindly followed. Yeah. Malady. She's like, I yeah. cut off Just my toes in sacrifice. And, and Mary is she like, said, yep. I just got, I don't know who you are. You are very intense. Like we see yeah. Mary being like, I'm not interested in whatever you're talking about. But we <laughs> saw Maddie being so smart <laughs> so and clever. Smart. She's like, and we saw I that in episode use two. And, and we find out also because there's a character we haven't talked about. Who's part of this big reveal. Um, Effie. We, Effie, yeah. we've, we've just been introduced to this character of Effie in, I think the previous mm. episode. And yeah. 
this is i i really on a very small way yes. very just kind of subtle she's way. a reporter usually we, oh she's the reporter and yeah. it's so Didn't funny twice in, about it in this episode with effie i was every time she was on screen i was thinking she looks weird there's like <laughs> it, it almost seems like she's wearing like a weird wig or she has like a, like stuffing in her chest to make her she's got her, a real prominent bosom different. yes and i was like this and just looks strange. the voice but i didn't really think too yes. much of it the voice yeah. was very interesting as and well I, I think we see that that effie is this very uh she's there for a reason we know that this character has been introduced for a reason and it's not just to be a reporter and the big the big reveal is as effie is leaving the scene of this chaotic upright like, riot people mm-hmm. running away after you know people have died she sure enough reveals to your point barb she is wearing a wig she's wearing a fake mm-hmm. nose she's got fake teeth she pulls out her her bite her bosom stuff yeah. <laughs> and it's malady it's she's, malady yeah. she's been effie and what i love about this i love that for for this to be malady i love this so much because she has assumed the role of a reporter of someone whose primary objective is relaying the truth to the public to the masses that is she is focused on justice in her reporting Mm -hmm. and when we talk about giving a voice to the voiceless to malady giving her her final you know her final interview before the hanging which obviously is just her giving her own thoughts but this is so wonderful to me it's so powerful because malady is a character who has been trying to tell people the truth and and is it is the entire time. somewhat driving the the narrative of all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, she has said from the beginning, I saw this, and no yep. one will listen to her. No one will believe. So her. I'm going to make myself heard, and this is how I'm going to do it. And she like, does it in this masterful way. Yes. So love she it. gets to be the person who's like, like, you have to listen to me because I am a reporter. I think I'm going to have to go back and watch every episode after mm-hmm. this one just just because of all of those little Easter eggs that were planted throughout. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much there and it just her being this character who is very much exposing the realities of of the world mm-hmm. that they're in, who mm-hmm. hasn't been listened to, is someone who has been very, you know, pushed aside and is someone who has been thought to be very unpredictable, has no real plan. She's just an agent of chaos. And yeah, for this yeah. reveal to be, oh, quite the opposite. She has been orchestrating this really complex plan from the beginning. I'm not trying to, it doesn't excuse that she's a murderer, but it's impressive. All right. Well, this whole scene with the hanging is so intense. And in case you're interested in learning more about this malady reveal, there's actually a behind the scenes video on HBO Max. And we actually have a clip that we're going to throw to right now. Before the whole malady reveal is when you first see she starts to feel empathy. That is a beautiful moment for the audience. Deep down, she does have a conscience, you know? She's a person, she's not invincible. Even the villains in our show have so much heart. The every reveal was great fun. That was the hardest bit, trying to hide Malady's wig under another wig. Amy just did such a brilliant job. Teeth out, threw them on the floor wig off through it and she's back to malady all right guys we hope you enjoyed that clip you could check out the rest on hbo max
speaking of malady let's let's really dive into this character uh, because obviously this is i think one of her biggest best episodes of the season so far 100 percent. so we really saw a different side of her this episode and it's it's very much confirmed that she's a lot more smart and in control than we previously thought love it the likable villain just yes coming in clutch right now yeah. um and in you know i know that we touched on touched on that a little bit but just like adding to the more complexity to the more complex side of her is that you know, she's she's saved Harriet from from yeah. getting trampled. You yeah. know, I mean, I know that she was Effie in that moment, but um, she saved her. Why do you guys think that is? I, 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 I have some thoughts. I want to hear yours. Uh, part of me feels like she would have done it regardless. But I think mm. the fact that um, those women came to save her mm-hmm. and she saw that happening probably really struck a nerve with her in a good mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Where she felt like, oh, they're here to save me. Like, why would they save me? So I, I should return the favor or or really realize that we should all look out for each other in a sense. Yeah. And we've never seen Malady. We ha- we've really seen her wanting to punish the the bad people, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and, and what, mm-hmm. whether or not you think her definition of bad is right. I don't think she's really been like, I just want to go kill all the touched people, mm-hmm. right. you know, mm-hmm. and I think no. for her, she recognizes that they are the people who are being you know targeted and maligned and she is very very geared towards her own belief in justice and what is Mm -hmm. what is right and Mm -hmm. i think she's not gonna just let harriet get trampled um and i also think it's just more of a reaction which i think tells you a lot about her as a character that she just kind of instinctively helps her well we all clearly love malady and this Mm -hmm. character is just shining so bright these days and Lucky for us, we actually get to talk with Amy Manson, who plays Malady, in this interview coming up right now. All right, everyone. We are joined by the amazing Amy Manson today, who plays Malady. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me. First question that I would love to know um, is, Malady is such an interesting and complex character. How did you prepare for the role, and how did you get into the mindset when you're about to perform? She's a rebel with a cause. You know, I think she's made out to be this mad woman, but I think her methods are madness. And her, her need to destroy and wreak havoc on the world is, is caused by the pain inflicted on her. So that's where I kind of begun. I needed to make sure that I rooted her, you know, that she didn't become one dimensional and it was just an abused woman that was out on a mission that it had to be rooted in utter truth and and sincerity in a way because the malady is like the mask of all the pain that's her armor of of what's going on below so the way i i kind of prepared for her was understanding the root of sarah which is obviously all all within her so understanding Mm -hmm. who malady was pre-asylum and understanding her kind of um her hopes, dreams, you know, ambitions as uh, as a Victorian woman, mm-hmm. um, and understanding why her husband chose to put her into the asylum. Um, I, I, at the time, a lot of women were um, uh, poisoned with mercury, so I kind of came up with that backstory. Yeah, by their husbands, almost to kind of like make way for a younger model for a period of time. Oh my uh, gosh! I, I never wow. heard of before. My gosh. I know. So we see Malady's machinations come to fruition in the most shocking way with the hanging. She had Clara replace her. 
And so I'm curious what that mentality and how it felt to have this complex plan happen in the background for a moment and letting the audience think that Malady had actually been killed. <laughs> Malady's clever. Malady's a step a step ahead. At the beginning of episode one, obviously, she's taken over. She knows that she's going to kill Effie Boyle in order to become this reporter, in order to be able to but you know put out these articles to encourage the the society london society to descend on the town square in order for them to be electrocuted and for her to do a mass you know to have a mass killing well kind of speaking of of malady being one step ahead or or having this kind of knowledge over everybody uh from episode 1 it's very clear that malady is the only character who remembers that ship that caused everyone to turn uh, so I'm curious for you how it was like playing a character who, who knew something that nobody else in the show remembered. That's a great question. It, it, I had to think of it being a struggle for her as a woman entering an insane asylum, insane asylum and trying to vocalize the fact that she thinks that she's been chosen by God. That, you know, that she actually saw God. And of course, everybody just thinks she's insane and doesn't listen to her. And that's the delicate kind of beauty of Sarah, you know, at the time. Um, and that would obviously, that's a frustration and the rage that would be building deep within her, I think, um, manifested in myself too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, just try, a woman without a voice, you know, yeah. a woman that's yep. just yep. from, uh, you know, down and out of, well, she's not, Sarah's not. I think she would probably be from the upper classes. Um, whereas Malady turns out to be this, you know, goes underground just to kind of make sure that she's on this vengeance path. Well, we saw at the end of this episode that Malady is, you know, obviously far more clever and in control, um, orchestrating this massive fake out. How did you feel when you read the script and uh, learned what she did? Every time there's a script came in, we'd all, because we've got a WhatsApp group chat. So we'd all be on the group chat going, oh my God, did you hear this? And what about this? And I love well, what's it. coming next? And it just gets more profound and obscene. And, but it's all tied into something. And, and as, a, as a unit and a cast, we still don't know what or why these women have been chosen. I think, I think it was Anne and maybe Tom. Also, you're like the third person that has mentioned this WhatsApp chat. I love it and I'm jealous of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it sounds like so, so much great. fun. Such a fun group to, to be around and just yeah. to talk about. I'm sure your experiences together must be so enjoyable and fun. And I, yeah. I'm sure you guys miss each other a lot too, which pandemic makes it a little I know. difficult, of course. But I'm glad you guys are staying in touch. That's really nice. I know it's just just knowing what we've all gone through and I think with the pandemic it's it's been stop start you know mm -hmm. but I think we were we were gifted you know and there's gratitude that has to go out for HBO and the way they looked after us because we couldn't have done it without you know without the, the recurring tests without us all being so close as well you know bolstering mm -hmm. and galvanizing one another mm -hmm. and um, and knowing we had HBO as a safety net you know that was that was just helping us and guiding us from the get-go 100% well, before we get too far away from, from the episode and, and the big reveal of everything that happened right at the end, we saw uh, that you got to play a different version of Malady, kind of, uh, in a much more <laughs> subdued version of Effie, the reporter. How was that like kind of playing a very distinct, different character from what you typically play in the show? Such a joy. <laughs> it was so great. It was, it was really great. And I think, you know, through all the prep that I did, the, the, all three are all are always inhabited within 
Effie, well, you've got Effie and then Malady and Sarah, they're always mm -hmm. there bubbling around. And there was moments I tried to play with that you'd see Malady's eye glare. She wanted to come out at a moment, you know, and reveal herself. But Malady's so in control and a step of, a step ahead that I think Sarah would love to be Effie. You know, Sarah would love to be this working woman of the time and confident, competent, in control, you know, have people under her thumb. And I think I just tried to make sure that the three were always juggling within Effie every, at any given moment. I, but I, personally playing Effie, the, it, it was great because the accent's different, the look's different, um, the suit that I had to put on for her. Um, you know, I was, I just felt like a woman rather than a caged animal who'd been dragged through a bush backwards, basically. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that it, that was even you in there. Like, it, it was such a good job with the costuming and makeup to make it seem like a different person that I was, I was shocked when the reveal happened and we saw that it was Malady as Effie. It was just an incredible reveal. It was, it was great. We actually filmed that first out of the whole hanging sequence. Okay. So oh, we found wow. that, um, yeah, and actually before the pandemic hit. So that was that was great to get that out of the bag and understand, oh, that's the journey um, that she's going on. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, because we, we played a lot with eye colour because I wear different contacts. Um, mm. The wig was always going to be blonde and there were, oh, yes, there was these epic teeth, which I loved. Um, it was a slight <laughs> buck tooth. Yeah, it, it almost goes into that... Th theatrical kind of element we talked about with Malady of how like she's almost playing a character and with Effie she gets to kind of live out this as you said like this fantasy of being a working woman and and living this character's life mm -hmm. uh, which I think ties in so well yeah because she's she's a shapeshifter because mm -hmm. I, I thought you know is is Malady I, I mean I went through everything it's um uh, personality disorders I think I eventually kind of stuck on she's in a state of hypermania a lot of the time, you know, and probably an insomniac and doesn't stop and just that belief that she's she's been chosen, you know, that she's almost Christ-like because she's going through, she's having all this pain inflicted on her that there must be a reason. She is, in fact, the chosen one. So yeah. that's residing through, that's the undercurrent through Effie also. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, Malady talks about angels and, and um, darkness a lot too. So th that makes sense. And th when you said that moment where you thought, in episode five where sarah came through is that just because we, we were speculating is that the moment where you save harriet in that moment during the stampede actually then there's a few moments the, the moment i thought was actually when effie's entering frank's office and frank okay. turns quickly and there's almost like a a reaction of like oh god don't hit me as though yeah. that might have gone on in sarah's life uh -huh. by her husband okay. possibly or within mm -hmm. the, the asylum at least i know that we saw it in the episode with amalia and penance you know recruiting their own teams you know to help them with their goals at the very end if you could pick two characters to join your team who would they be and why definitely desiree <laughs> <Yes. laughs> i love desiree oh, yeah. such an amazing 100. character 100 yeah. just just I, I would love to know people's thoughts Subtext, people's subtext or inner monologues, because what people often say is not actually what they're thinking, right? And then possibly uh, Beggar King. 
I would think just oh. because of the power and control and we still I mean as a cast as a, a consensus we still don't know none of us know you know like who he truly is and what the sure. you know his ploy is within the whole you know there's uh, so many unanswered questions which is the beauty of this show it's just the oh, show yeah. just keeps giving isn't it? You yeah. think you're in one genre and then all of a sudden yeah. you're elsewhere and you're like, wait, why did that happen? Keeps you on your toes, which is nice. Yeah. And I, something I love what you said too, uh, Amy, is about like the bigger king and like not actually knowing where he lies or like what his backstory is or what his motives are. Uh, and I love the idea of Malady having the bigger king and Desiree <laughs> on her team. And yeah. just like that would be unstoppable power. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, my, well, maybe they could get married. Hey, marry any you know, of them, but beggar yeah. king and malady. There you go, <laughs> power couple. What a pair! <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. We love talking to you. We love Malady, and we're so excited to see what comes next with Malady. And thank you so much for being here and chatting with us today. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was great. That was fun. All right. Well, thank you so much to Amy Manson for talking with us. We had so much fun learning about more of Malady, and we can't wait to see what's to come with her in the future. Speaking of episode six, let's talk about it. It's called True. What could that mean? Oh yes. I just fist pumped into the air because <laughs> I'm hoping that all the questions, all the teases that Amalia is giving us about why she's here, what her mm -hmm. mission is, where is she from? Is that her real face? Maybe all of these questions will finally be answered as her last name is true. So I assume that's what it is. Oh, God, I hope so. I agree. I think it's like <laughs> hopefully all about Avalia and the truth. Like we get the truth. Yes. True, true. We get to hear. Like the double meaning there. Yes. We get to hear everything we've been wanting to hear about who she is, like you said. And, and what do her we mission find? is. Everything. What do we find out also? What was that? thing in the sky i want to know that I, as well i sure hope so i think so <laughs> i think we're gonna learn you know i think we've really been given a lot of groundwork for the galanthi like we've, uh -huh. we've heard this this word this name uh talked about so much in this episode and it's in this kind of high level of we know there's this entity or person or being called mm -hmm. the galanthi but who are they what are they what do they want i think and hopefully we'll get that in this next episode and I want to hold Laura Donnelly to her word in episode one's uh, interview with her. She did say that it was a very satisfying episode six and that a lot of the questions that we have were Ooh. going to be answered. So if she lied Whoa. to me, I will find her. <laughs> Do you think she's telling the down. truth? Ooh. I know. I, I, I'm going to hold her to it. I think so. I think it's going to be <laughs> uh, what I do know without having seen it is it's going to be a wild ride because every episode has oh been every time ride. so just, i just yeah. only imagine you know. what this this episode yep. is going to be like it's going to be great i mean there's some there's some lingering questions i think even just from episode five that we have going into episode six yeah. like what did malady whisper to hugo mm -hmm. yeah as effie what is yeah what does yeah. he know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or was it just was she just flirting with him i know yeah it could be either <laughs> no it could have been knowing hugo she was just like let me interview, you know, someone. And yeah, he was like, okay. But, or yeah. it could be something way more cool and sinister. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see Amalia already at the orphanage when Penance returns at the end of this episode, you know, and but we actually didn't see what happened on 
their mission. We saw mm-hmm. that, you know, they were kind of knocked up. Augie was really bloody. I know. I want to know what happened. Augie! I, yeah. I wonder boy. if there's going to be like a flashback to what happened in their whole encounter mm-hmm. and in that uh-huh. whole situation. Yeah. I'm, I, if Augie fights, I will lose my mind. <laughs> If anybody touches Augie, he clearly he has to be protected at all costs. He's bloody. Someone clearly t- throws hands at him, and I'm maybe, not excited. I'm scared. Maybe he just tripped and like maybe scratches. He <laughs> He's so, that would, I, that's an Augie thing for such sure. Such an Augie thing because like yep. even sorry, this is such a minor thing, but like the the scene we didn't talk about it because it's really minor. But the scene where Penance is like getting dressed after bathing, and she I thinks know. the crow is is Augie spying on her, and he's like I... so flustered. That's my sweet boy, and I anytime, hope nothing happens to him. Anytime the uh, Penance and Augie are having a scene together, I just am smiling through it. I know. They're just I so just like, smile when I see them on screen. I just I know. do want to see what happens with that group, with mm-hmm. what they do, because they have such a different. They had such a different goal and plan, and we wanted. Yep. Did they drill into the center of the city? Did yeah, they find what happened? Well, they the said thing? they were successful, so Man, methinks, true. Yeah, I can't true. wait. Yeah, we'll have to see. Thank you for watching the Touch Base, HBO's official podcast for the Nevers. Make sure you tune in at our regular time next week. Subscribe to HBO's YouTube channel. Follow the Nevers on Instagram and Facebook. Please comment with your favorite moments from episode five. We love to read them. And of course, stream the Nevers and the Touch Base on HBO Max. We'll see you next time. Bye.